Hello and welcome to the 150th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Please repeat, peace of mind, peace of mind. How do you spell the word peace? P-E-A-C-E. Please repeat, P-E-A-C-E. Remember the tip for letters. Sometimes you might not recognize every single letter. That's okay. In this case, if you simply repeat P-E-A-C-E, little by little you'll, ah, oh yeah, the E, the A, the I, the Y. So simply imitate me, and then little by little the letters will come more automatically. Peace. P-E-A-C-E. So what is peace of mind? And do you have it? Do you have peace of mind? To have peace of mind is to have a feeling of calm. You're not worried. You have peace of mind. Please repeat. Do you have peace of mind? Does she have peace of mind? Why do you have peace of mind? Why does he have peace of mind? Why does she have peace of mind? Why did you have peace of mind? Why did they have peace of mind? Did he have peace of mind? Why didn't you have peace of mind? Why doesn't he have peace of mind? And on and on and on. How easy is it for you to imitate me? Those types of questions need to come automatically. Now let's do it with the verb to be. Remember, to have peace of mind is to have a feeling of calm. You are not worried. You have peace of mind. You are not worried. Okay, well, let's practice the verb to be. Repeat, please. Are you worried? Is he worried? Are they worried? Is she worried? Why weren't you worried? Why aren't they worried? Why wasn't she worried? Why wasn't he worried? Why would you be worried? Why would they be worried? Why wouldn't she be worried? Why were you worried? Why was he worried? Why will they be worried? Why will she be worried? Why won't he be worried? Won't you be worried? Won't she be worried? Got it? Good. Nail it. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of really mastering the verb to be. So, to have peace of mind is to have a feeling of calm. We're not worried. We have peace of mind. Please repeat. Calm. Calm. We're calm. I'm calm. Are you calm? How do you spell the word calm? C-A-L-M. Interestingly, we pronounce the L here. Of course we do, right? Calm. But that's not like the word calf. How do you spell the word calf? Because the word calf has the silent L. C-A-L-F. Calf, we don't pronounce the L. We pronounce the L in calm. We don't pronounce the L in calf. What's a calf? <laughs> a calf it really is two things. It's the muscle in the back of your lower leg. It's the muscle behind your shin bone. And, of course, a calf is also a young cow. A baby cow is a calf. Please repeat, the baby cow is calm. The calf is calm. And by the way, what's the plural of calf? Calves. 
How do you spell calves? C-A-L-V-E-S. Okay, so we're talking about being calm. We're talking about having peace of mind. Speaking of calm, do you know the expression, the calm before the storm? This is that quiet period where there's little activity or practically no activity before a period where there's a lot of trouble or intense activity. The calm before the storm. This is a good expression. I think of the business world. When I was working in multinational companies, there was always this quiet period a couple weeks before reporting. Maybe two or three weeks before the quarterly reporting, it was always really quiet. Until, of course, the last few days, which was the storm, when we had to report all of the quarterly sales figures. So that period of calm was the calm before the storm. So I think that we can all agree that having peace of mind is very important. You can't put a price on peace of mind. Please repeat, you can't put a price on peace of mind. Are you familiar with that expression? To put a price on something is to say that something is very valuable and important. And we use it almost always in the negative. You can't put a price on peace of mind. That means that having peace of mind is very valuable or very important. We could also say that having peace of mind is priceless priceless. This is also a good expression to know. When we hear something that's funny or we see something that's funny or amusing, we say, oh man, that was priceless or that is priceless. You should have seen the expression on his face when we surprised him. It was priceless. Now, let's go back to the spelling of peace. If I say, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind, how do we spell peace in this example? P-I-E-C-E. So we have peace, P-E-A-C-E, to have peace of mind. We also have peace, P-I-E-C-E, and we have this expression, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. If you give somebody a piece of your mind, it means that you're going to speak angrily to somebody about what it is that's making you angry with them. That's like when I take my car to my mechanic. I can't believe it. I have taken my car to my mechanic three times for the same problem, and they haven't fixed the problem, and now I'm angry, so I'm going to give my mechanic a piece of my mind. Or how about the electric company? Yeah, my electric company keeps overcharging me. They're charging me too much for the electricity that I consume, I am going to give them a piece of my mind. By the way, the verb to overcharge, it's one word, overcharge. Well, of course, that means to charge somebody an excessive amount of money for goods or services. To overcharge. By the way, what does the verb to charge mean? To demand money for a service or for goods that are supplied. How do you spell charge? C-H-A-R-G-E. Imitate me. C-H-A-R-G-E. Okay, lastly, let's quickly practice our conditionals. Let's say that we're talking about restaurants. Let's look at the zero conditional. Remember, the zero conditional indicates a general truth. Please repeat. If they charge too much, I go somewhere else. Again, if they charge too much, I go somewhere else. 
Okay, let's look at the first conditional. Remember, the first conditional indicates a future event. Repeat, if they charge too much, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, if they charge too much, I will go somewhere else. The second conditional, remember, is a hypothetical situation. Please repeat, if they charged too much, I would go somewhere else. Again, if they charged too much, I'd go somewhere else. And the third conditional, of course, indicates a hypothetical outcome or a hypothetical result. Please repeat. If they had charged too much, I would have gone somewhere else. Yeah, again, please. If they had charged too much, I would have gone somewhere else. All right. That reminds me of when you get the check or the bill at the restaurant and they have overcharged you. Oh, I get so angry. They have overcharged us. They have charged 35 euros for four beers. I think they've overcharged us. Hey, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Where's our waiter? I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Anyway, please go back and listen to this podcast two or three times. Imitate me, practice the expressions, and go out into the world and use your English without any fear. Thanks once again for tuning in to Crosby's Nine. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.